that travel and come back. I don't know what Pastor George does to you people. Your, your shouting become literally begging people to shout. Gamba is good seeing you. Yeah, welcome back. Amen. Ah, Gamba. Before I preach, I'm going to say something that I, I believe I have the time. But somebody have a testimony. Um, well, he and the wife, I'll just call him you know, to use himself to talk to the wife. I can imagine your Please come. <laughs> I know you are around. <laughs> clap, clap, oh, clap, oh, clap. Oh. Ah. Glory to God. Well, this is, uh, if you look at him you, and you see peace, you know. <laughs> Please, can I have a, a mic? I, I see a testimony, you understand. Madam, it's good to see you again. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, sir. Uh, thank you very much, Pastor, for thank the opportunity you, to speak this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. And then the farmer jockey double In a do Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. You understand the reason for that song. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor, once more for the opportunity. May 20th, right? May 10th. May 10th. May 10th. My wife drove herself to the hospital because he observed some blood shortages in her sister. He went to uh, Ferry Prod Medical Center. They did some tests and they immediately uh, referred her to Asoko, uh, Metama General Hospital. The test was repeated there. The doctor immediately said she should wait behind. After like one hour, they say she, she can go, but just hang around. After one hour, she was called back. They told her to go to National Hospital. In National Hospital, my wife was confirmed to have what they call acute lymphoblastic leukemia, cancer of the blood. You, you understand. <laughs> At that point, I was, I've been away from Abuja since January 2020. I only come to Abuja sometimes three times in a week. And in a month, just fly in, two days later, fly out. So I'm hardly around. So you can imagine my, my fears, my pains when I'm where I am, and uh, this is happening. She was admitted. Thank God for my family over here in Abuja. My sister, wonderful sister, Peace. She has been a blessing to the family. She has to quickly have to cover up for me. My wife was in the hospital. I'm just cutting it short. Uh, my wife was in the hospital for two months and some days. She was supposed to be taken to India for treatment, for that treatment. But to the glory of Almighty God, to the prayers of Reverend, he, I was actually, he was the first pastor I called. I've not called him for over how many years? And he came. Thank you, Reverend. God bless you. I really appreciate that. After the first round, my wife was, for you that are medical doctors, what the, the regimen they put her on is cow GB regimen. So, which is supposed to be a two and a half year treatment. But we thank God after the first month's administration, my wife achieved what they call 100% remission. It has never happened in that hospital. I had to wait for one year, almost a year, to come to give this testimony because I just wanted to clarify my doubts to ensure that we are no longer going to the hospital. So, we really thank God for that. My wife is now free from cancer. For one year. So he's, he's a wonderful God. He's a wonderful God. He's a wonderful God. After a month, that one month was if you can escape chemotherapy for one week, you will leave. She, she has really changed. She's looking beautiful now. <laughs> so thank you very much again, Pastor, for that. Uh, so we thank God for that. Millions went, actually. Imagine planning to go to India, but 
all the treatment he has done. Millions went, but we thank God for her life. And I just want to add, in addition to that, we have the same birthday month with Reverend. My wife is March 23rd and March 30th. And I just thank God that I told my wife, now that you are okay and I've almost confirmed my doubts, it's time to return back to Abuja. And I have a new job, brand new job in Abuja. A very big one for that matter. And I'm returning, and I'm resuming first of April. Thank you, Mom. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Praise the living God. What God cannot do does not exist. I'm that lady who God has shown mercy. For the sake of that chemotherapy, I lost a lot. I lost my hair. My, my flesh was coming out of my nose. I was, I was blowing the, the rotting one. I, no flesh on my body for three weeks. I couldn't eat. I couldn't stand up. But God showed me mercy. Daddy told me something that you have to act like it, even in as much as we are praying for you. When he came, and the team lead, he, uh, healing and deliverance team lead used to call me. And Thank whenever they're online, he will call me to connect to the point that I could no longer have an access to my phone again. But I know people were praying for me. Daddy, God bless Thank you. you and today, I'm here to thank God. I'm okay. Since, I was, since they discharged me, not, not, not even paracetamol. I, I, did not, I did not even finish the chemotherapy. It was only three times. And I was healed. They could no longer find anything. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Glory! Hallelujah. You know, um, of course, I've always known him, right? And uh, the whole family. I, so when I was told, right, I came, I came there. He was not even around. I, went, I think I went with, Pastor, uh, with Chichi and Pastor Richard. And uh, we prayed. And we said he should be listening, connecting to healing school, right? And when he wrote me, she wrote me and said, they say 100% remission. You know, um, me, me, I'm not a doctor. Nugwa is a doctor, right? And that guy, they share bed them with Nugwa, Pastor Nugwa, they are bed them with Pastor Nugwa. So I, I asked him, I said, why do you people say remission? He said, no, that is a technical word to say that there. It's there, it's, it's gone, it's healed. Like 100%. And like uh, uh, Agada says, that, uh, it has never happened in National Hospital. Abuja here. It's the first time. The first time. I stand there completely healed. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout. Thank you, Lord. Can we just stretch out our hands to us? It's not by power, it's not by might. It's by the spirit of the living God. It's the mercy of God. And God has shown you mercy. Both of you, God has shown you mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Affliction will not arise a second time. And I want your heart to be at peace. I want your heart to be at peace. Any way that the enemy wants to come, God that lifted a standard against him. Not only are you healed, God that blessed him and is prospering you. I want to thank God for the new job. Let the Holy Ghost come upon you. Let the power of the Most High overshadow you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Amen. He said he's sowing the seed to the church by transfer. Amen. Put your hands together now. Come on. You, some of you are behaving as though cancer is a small thing. Leukemia. It's good seeing you. Please have your seat. He told me that when I come back to Abuja, I will come with my wife and testify. So when I saw his message yesterday, Right. Okay, he tried calling me, but I think I was in church here. I didn't, I didn't see the call. Then I got his SMS. And that is, look, I always tell people, if you try calling me, it didn't get through to me. Don't be calling, 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 as though I'm running away. Amen? Just send an SMS. Right? God, we were in church yesterday, and uh, 
Uh, I didn't see it until I drove over. But when I came, I brought my phone out. And I said, oh, I saw his story. And I said, I'm coming to testify today. I said, you are welcome. So I came to testify, amen. It's always good to go back and give your testimony. Testify of the goodness of the Lord. And, and I know they will do that. Use your testimony to talk to others. Use the testimony to preach to others. Amen. God can heal cancer. Amen. Glory to God. During the anniversary, we had Reverend Abawa's testimony here. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Her own went advanced. They traveled. But look at God restored everything. Every time I see her, she's looking fresher. Like they say, you will not understand until you go to it. The same God. I, I, know, I know some people are in church. This same God. Amen. It's working for you. Your own may not be cancer. Amen. Your own may not be cancer. And like I talk about your own, I say, I don't have any problem with sickness. My own is money. This same God, amen. And you hear his testimony. God, did not, God does that too. God doesn't just heal you. He heals and prospers you. Gave him a better job. And he's back home with his family. 100%, yeah. 100% restoration. Back home with his family. Uh, man of God, understand what it means not to be with your family. Amen. <laughs> you always want to see them. Talk to them. Look, look at the uh, not posing with his wife. Yeah. After that, like Joe would be snappy with his wife. Yeah, he'll be snappy. He'll be snappy. you carry my own phone and snap with his wife. <laughs> but myself and Pastor Bell will be saying that God day. Everybody, may say what? You soon relocate them. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll be saying God day. Amen. Madam, your testimony wow me very, very well. And, and now listening to you, are you telling me in total what's happening to you? I mean, your body coming out and everything. It's just, it's, it's workings of miracles. It was, it's not just a healing of your body. It's a working of miracle For your body, <laughs> for your body to, to in, internally, right, the cane. And you are sneezing it out. I like our language. The word, what uh, God cannot do, not, how did he put it? What God cannot do, does not exist. God can create all those bodies that are decaying and put it back in your body. There are workings of miracles. I mean, her testimony reminded me of uh, Mama Sharon's testimony. We won't call her by the name of the, of, of the girl, right? She was pregnant with this, uh, and the baby had died. They said she should go to, to evacuate. She said she's not evacuating. I mean, she was, she stinks. When she comes to church, right, you can perceive the odor all around. That's how it was. She said, She's not going to do a back picture. That baby is not dead. There was a working of miracle. Can I put it this way? The girl, they said that they should evacuate. She's a medical doctor right now in Australia. That's how suddenly the smell stopped. Suddenly she gave birth. And I see her kind of accent. She is in Kaduna. I mean, Lokoja right now. She gave birth, right? And the baby has entered university. is now a doctor. The only time we fail is when we give up on faith. The only time we fail is when we give up on faith. There's no failure with us. 
you refuse to give up. Take those words, take the prophetic words and keep it. I mean, what can be, what, look, look, about, look, at, look at our case, right? Yeah, the doctor already said that she's already on treatment, she's already losing her body. But you stay true. Doctor said the baby is dead. Evacuate. You literally, you, you can perceive the order of the, of the, if people call it, the king coming out of you. I was telling on Tuesday, I said, I should not be persuading Christian, Christian of miracles. No, no, no. We should be the one telling the world that there's miracles. We serve a God of miracles. Glory to God. Uh, let me look at trouble small today. Amen. The next 35 minutes, I want to talk about tithes. <laughs> I want to talk about tithes. <laughs> um, I, 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 I believe next week, right, if God allow me, we'll talk on satanic oppression. Right? And these two things, I'm just being led of the Spirit of God. I'm just being led of the Spirit of God. Um, I was telling Pastor Elijah and some my office, I said, guys, God lead me. I see things. And when I see things, he, he leads me to address it. And what I'm going to teach you today, let me tell you, the moment he spoke to me, everything, I know that everything just formed in my heart. I didn't have to study. It was yesterday to the early hours of this morning, I wrote them down, put, bring the scriptures out. Someone was giving testimony one time, and, and the person was giving testimony, right? The Lord spoke to me. Say, does this guy tight? You know, interesting when God asks you a question. So I was not in church, so immediately I. I sent a message to Pastor Joe about the question. And Pastor Joe told me that it's the same thing that was in his heart. So I said, okay. I, actually, I, I don't know why he had a talk with the guy or not. I'm, I'm not sure. But then um, I just I left it. So of late, I'm praying. I'm always praying for you guys. Amen. I'm praying about people's life. And the Lord took me back to this. So I want to talk about it a little bit. Amen. Now, to start with, I said in the first time, I'm saying it again. In the New Testament. Tell the boy, I am in the, I am in the New Testament. In the New Testament, there are no causes. There are no causes. Why? Because... The covenant is between a perfect being, God the Father, and a perfect being, Christ. Amen. And where causes emanate from covenant is a failure, amen, to keep the covenant. So there are no causes in the New Testament. So, let's go back. back to that. I'll start with this, right? So, when, and, and I told you earlier on, like in the morning, I said, don't motivate everybody. I said, oh, if you don't tithe, you'll be under a curse. That's a lie. Say amen to that. Tithing, if you don't tithe, you will not come under any curses because there are no curses in the New Testament. Now, but then, should we tithe? That's what I want to ask, answer. And if we don't tithe, what are the consequences? And if we tithe, what are the consequences? There are no causes in the New Testament, but tithing brings a blessing. And I will show you. First, let's look at tithe. Tithe is not an Old Testament practice or a New Testament practice. No, tithing is a covenant practice. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. I think it's only for the Old Testament. No, no. 
Old Testament, Old Covenant. Yes, New Covenant. Testament, Covenant are the same thing. What is a covenant? A covenant is the court where blood flows. Now, under this new covenant, which we are in, right? The court is between God the Father and Jesus. Perfect being. But according to Galatians 3, when we got born again, we put on what? Christ. I bet you are bigger than me now. Are you not? I got bullying in basketball because of a few days ago. Does it cover me completely? Eh? No. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, sir. Sorry. Bishop, come. Bishop Gada is gathering a lot. Does it cover me completely? Uh, okay, good. When I got born, why this is Christ? When I got born again, I put on what? Christ. I, I'm weighing him. There's no male, there's no female. There's no bound, there's no free. We are all what? One in Christ. I put on Christ. So, covenant between him and the Father. He perfect, he did all everything. But I now put on him. So now, I'm in him, in covenant with the Father. Amen. I'm saying this because I've had some teachings going around saying that uh, we are not in covenant with God Almighty. No, sir. In Christ, I'm in covenant with God Almighty. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say glory to God. And I go to Galatians 3.13. Give me Galatians 3.13. Please be, be fast because of time. Galatians 3.13. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. This is very interesting. The word there, us. Now, you said, what is the word there, us? Yes, is the... This is Paul writing. The us, yes, primarily, is everybody. I know the Galatian church, the Gentile church is also involved. But now, he's talking about the Israelites who are born again. Why? Because the Israelites were under the law. And in breaking the law, there are causes. So he said, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, from the cause of breaking the law. Being made a cause for us, but it is written, causes everyone to hang on the tree. Why? Because, because if you don't keep the law, there are causes. But this cannot be talking directly to the Gentiles. The Igala man from Ogugu. Because the Igala man from Ogugu did not get into a covenant with God under the law. Are you still with me? Now look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's why I still believe that we are inclusive there. We are redeemed from all causes because we are Gentiles. Now, the blessing, you say blessings, the blessing of Abraham had come upon what? The Gentiles. Through what? Through Jesus Christ that we may receive the promise, not promises, the promise made of the Spirit through faith. So, through Christ and faith, we assess the blessing. Through Christ and faith, we assess the blessing. It's ours. It's ours. Now, having clearly laid, I've been saying it over and over again, so you have been, having clearly laid down. Now, we come to tight. Because we are in covenant, it is required Underlined that a tenth of everything that comes to your hand is for the Lord. It's not even, it's not even your own. It's God's own. 
if that, if that is not cleared in your mind, you'll be arguing. I know the argument is always, people always are there. But Reverend, uh, there is no clear court talk about tithing in the New Testament. The, in the, like from Genesis, there is. Though I, I'm not going to go and dig into it. Can I have done the Lord? Dig into say that to you. There is. But let me tell you something, right? Jesus said something. When they, 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 they said, should we pay tributes? So, so they were trying to trap him. But the Romans were there. So he now said, ah, you guys are trying to trap me. Okay. Bring, bring money. They are $10. Uh, you have money. Bring money. <laughs> not, not, not like a. So bring money. So they now say, whose inscription is this? Okay, let, he has money. He has, he has cash. He has cash. And I've been looking for cash. I found it. I bet to me, I catch your brain. I say, hey, Anyway, imagine that this is the inscription of Caesar. <laughs> he now buys Okay, who's. Because in those days, they put the name of the king upon. The, the British did practice it. The queen is dead. Long live the king. The king's name, the king's picture is coming up on their new notes. But all like Nigeria. Not say that they must blow the old one immediately. Everything will be going small, small. There, there. I didn't say anything. No. So he now said to them, whose face is this? He said, Caesar. What did he say? Went down unto Caesar. What is Caesar? And unto God. What is God? The tenth of everything you have belongs to God. Give it to God. Thank you. Give it to God. What are they? But why? <laughs> Before the law, right? So on buttress my point. People were tightening because they were in covenant with God. Genesis 28, 22. <laughs> Quickly. He is talking about Jacob. And this stone, which I set for a pillar, shall be God's house. Shall be what? God's house. I'm coming to that. And all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tent unto thee. Can I ask a question? Moses and Jacob in the Bible. Who is older? Eh? As I mean, now let's finish this thing quickly. You will talk to those. It's an interaction. You will interact. Jacob. Good. Moses is a lawgiver. Look at Jacob telling God. See, this place, he had an encounter with God. He had an encounter with God. You know, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Very profound. He called God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because these three men, God made a covenant with Abraham, he renewed it in Isaac, and he renewed it in Jacob. And the covenant has to do with God. Say, I am the God of. This encounter he had, he got into, the covenant was renewed with him. The first thing he said, I promise you, this shall be your house. Anything you give me, a tenth of it, I will give it to you. Covenant Follow me. Titan is a covenant practice. Look at Leviticus 27 30. Now, this is the law. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the foot of the land, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. God doesn't change. Principles do not change. The practice change. The same God under the law is our God today. And the law is a shadow and type 
of the, of the New Testament. That is why, if you look at the Ten Commandments, how many of you can tell me in the Ten Commandments, you can show me where one of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt bring your tithe unto the Lord. Can you show me one? Yeah. That is not a law thing. It's a covenant thing. It's not a law thing. It's a covenant thing. But now, what is the purpose? What is the benefit for us? What is the benefit for us? It brings us the blessing. Let me read what I wrote here. You don't come under a curse because you don't tithe. There are no curses in the New Testament. But you will miss the blessing that comes with tithing. There's a blessing that comes with tithing. You know the example, this is what God told me. I'll tell you exactly. You know the example God gave me? Example of prayers. He said that there are no causes in the New Testament. If you don't pray, you will not come under any cause. But if you don't pray, you will not receive. If you don't pray, you're not, you're not going to come under. You have been redeemed from the cause. So if you don't pray, you will not come under any causes. But if you don't pray, you will not receive. Look at Galatians, James 4, 2 and 3. Hooray. He answered with scripture. Say, you lost and have not. You kill and you desire and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. Because you ask not. The next verse, the next verse. Uh, you ask and receive not because you ask and miss that you may consume it upon your lust. So, the Holy Ghost through James, not Paul, the Holy Ghost through James say clearly that if you do not have, it's because you are not asking. If you do not have, it's because you are not asking. <laughs> so, the attitude of not, of not having is to ask. I'm going somewhere. But he basically said, but if you, you ask and you do not receive, ah, it's because you are asking and miss to consume upon your lust. Give me the two verses in the Passion Translation. They explain this quickly. So, you see, there are no causes, right, bring it up. There are no causes in the New Testament, right? So, if you don't pray, you don't come under any causes. But it simply means that if you don't pray, you will not get. Every have released his faith. Every have prayed. Amen. So he have. I'm under the same covenant with him. It's not a cost if I don't have. But I need to pray. To receive. If you don't tight, you don't come under a cost. Right? But there's a blessing that comes with tithing. There's a blessing that manifests in your life, that works in your life when you tithe. And if you don't tithe, you will not see it working in your life. It's not because you are not a cause. There's an empowerment. If we won't go to the book of Genesis, where Tithe was first uh, spoken with uh, um, Abraham after he came from the source of a king. Because listen to me, Titan, let me, let, me, let me say that, looking at my time. Titan is a covenant practice and it's about the house of God. And I'll explain that before our time runs out. Titan is a covenant practice and it's about the house of God. With, the, with it, God rises up, amen, and fights your battle. It's a covenant partner. He fights your battle. It's a covenant thing. He protects you. Abraham went out to fight a war, right? He took three people from his house and attacked five kings. And God, Abraham's king's man's redeemer, his covenant partner, rose up. And Abraham defeated 
five kings in a mighty slaughter. God fought for him. All the goods of the kings, the five kings, became Abraham's home by conquest. By conquest. Abraham came, right? When he came back from the slaughtering of the king, that's why God made the very, because they slaughtered the king. The priest of the Most High God met Abraham. They go between. Priests, they go between. The high priest met Abraham. And he came with what? Bread and wine. A type of what? The body and the blood. His covenant. I'm not trying to rush it. I'm trying to be slow. But I cannot keep you beyond your beyond your time. I want you to get it. Say it once. Came with covenant parties. And Abraham came with what? Abraham came with the tithes of everything. It's God's own. What does he say? Blessed be Abraham of the most high God. Covenant partner. Of the most high God. Possessor of the heavens and earth. And blessed be God, possessor of the heaven and earth, who have delivered your enemy into your hand. Very clear, God's part. He was going to deliver the enemy into his hand. And what? A tithe. And what the Bible says, and Melchizedek blessed Abraham about the blessing. Note, God rose up to deliver Abraham even before he died. Are you seeing that? Even before he died. Because that is his own part of the covenant. I will fight for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, allow God to fight for you. Come out your mouth from the problem. Allow God to fight for you. Allow God to fight for you. Take your mouth out of it. Be quiet. Hey. The God that fights and there is no dust. He knows he know where to press. He knows who to send. He knows what to kick. <laughs> oh, that blesses me, man. <laughs> Glory to God. So the, the title of my covenant, listen to me. The title of my covenant. And it's, a, it, uh, it's about the house of God. Malachi 3 says so. That there may be meat in my house. When you go, please read it. I'm God of time. I want to read one more. Okay, forget about it. I've not read. If I go into this one, my time will finish. But I want you all know something here, right? If you read from the Passion Translation, you see people, they are doing, they are, they are stretching. Say, you will sow, you will do this, you will do that, you will do that. Right? But really nothing come out of it. Right? Listen, it's not necessarily what you do that guarantee what? Your successor. He said that you, because you did not ask. And even if you ask, you didn't ask well. So ask well. And you will see an exponential advantage in the works of your hand. I'll show that from Haggai fully. But you will see exponential advantage in the works of your hand. So it's not necessary go and do all the business in this world. You can do all the business of this world and you not take anything home. But the advantage, the supernatural advantage of God. Glory to God. We follow your hand as you do that business. It will. Whoo. Now, say this. Say, tithe is about the house of God. Is that there is meat in God's house. God, let me put it in a very blunt way. God desires that there is money in his house. Say it louder. Say it louder. You see Job, I mean Jacob talk about it. Say, this is your house. I've decided that this is your house. And I promise you, a tenth of everything that comes to my hand is entering your house. 
I'll give it to you. Now, if you leave the house of God, right, follow, empty, there are consequences. Haggai 1, 2 to 11. God speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say, The time is not come. The time that the, Lord, the Lord's house shall be built. Then come, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, It is time for you, O ye, to dwell in sealing houses, and this house lie waste. Amen. Now, the church of God right now is a spiritual house. And God desires money. And that's why he planned. He said, bring your tithe and office. And if you read Malachi, didn't just say tithe. Say tithe and office into my storehouse that there may be meat in my house. I'm proving now here. If I will not pour out a blessing. It's about the blessing. That there may be meat in my house. And my house lies with. Now, therefore, God said the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. You have so much. Are you bringing it to? I always check by saying, look, I am a very superstitious person. I cannot be a Christian and not be superstitious. Everything happening in the physical, right, have its origin in the spirit. Glory to God. I can make fun if enter my house and they take light. I say, "Who are you? What you? What? What is? What is following you?" <laughs> Glory to God. So he said, "Remember, I'm very serious. There is no cause without an effect. There is not." He said, "You have so much, and you're bringing it to." So it's not, it's not even about how much you sow. I'm saying how much you walk. You walk tirelessly and you're bringing it to. Something is wrong. But you have, you have, you eat, but you have not enough. Oh, if you're walking out, I hope you're going to ease yourself and come back. Oh. Come and sit down and hear God's word. My eyes are looking at everybody today. Amen. And I'm putting to God, the Lord said, tell him that, let you this. You eat and you do not have enough. You drink and you do not, you are not filled with drink. You clothe, you clothe you, but you do not have, you are not warm. He that earned wages, you earn wage and put it into a bag with holes. Thus said the Lord, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain, bring the wood. Build the house of the Lord. I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, said the Lord. Amen. You look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. <laughs> Why, said the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste. And you run every man to his own house. Therefore, the heavens over you is stayed from dew. Mm. The dew of heaven. And the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I call for a drop upon the land, and upon the mountain, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon the labor of thy hands. Amen. Now you are quiet. I always say this, right? I think I, last year when I came back to when Bobby had his program, I was there. I said, that my, my issue is that people always think that because you are under grace, right? There are no consequences to your actions. That's not correct. Cause and effect. He said, Jesus said, give and it shall be given back unto you. There are, there are consequences to it. 
He that sweats sparingly will reap sparingly. He that sweats bountifully will reap bountifully. He that asks, receive it. He that seeks, find it. He that knocks, it shall be opened. There are consequences. Don't think that there are no consequences. If you tithe, right, he will cause the blessing, the dew, and that carry the dew. I, I didn't want to go into that because if you look at um, Malachi, it's the word a blessing. Say a blessing. He said blessings. He said a blessing. Then he used the word windows of heaven. The only place you see again windows of heaven spoken about is when God said that he will shut up the windows of heaven, right? Or he said, open the window of heaven and the rain will come. When Noah, when the heavens were locked up, it used the word windows for rain. And of course, that king's spirit said, if God made windows of heaven. So anytime windows are open, what happens? It's rain that comes. And you see here in Haggai, the dew will not come. Rain. So, tighten, amen, bring the blessing upon you. It caused the rain to come. Then the earth will yield for you. The earth will respond to the rain. The fatness, the earth will yield for you, have fatness. You will not, you will not, somebody, somebody, you are making a lot of money. A, a lot of money is coming. And God, like, let me quote Kenneth again. God will do anything he can do to get your level to bless you. He's a loving God. Even when your, 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 your word are stout against him, according to Malachi, he will do all he can to get to you. But you see, you make a lot of money, right? And tomorrow, whew, nothing. Nothing. You cannot, you cannot even pinpoint to it. But then, somebody is just making just maybe 50,000 naira. From his work. And how did that house come from that place? Are you stealing money? Say, I'm not too. Are you still with me? It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And primarily, I have checked scriptures. Check, I come and tell me. Primarily, one thing that that sets it in motion, play something for me, that sets it in motion. Is your tight. Don't let anyone and anything convince you otherwise. You use the word tithes and offering. I have seen, I'm still a very young man, very, very young man, but I've been in this thing for a while. <laughs> right? right from Zaria, 30, 30 something years. I've seen people who have come up to me. We argue, they'll argue about tithing, argue about tithing. 30 years plus, I've come and gone. You can't really say anything about them. On the other hand, I've seen people who are faithful to bring their tithe. They are faithful to bring their offering. When something is happening in the house of the Lord, and then they are faithful to be involved. That there be meat in my house. They are faithfully involved, and I see them going up. As I'm speaking, God is my witness. People's names are flashing through my mind, but you know, I can never do that. I can't call names here. People now are flashing through my mind. You see that it's, according to the book of Malachi, right, it says it's an ordinance. It, the difference between those that practice this ordinance and those that do not practice this ordinance is like day and night. Day and night. But people, they are literally looking for reasons to give to the church. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Their heart is into it. But other people, they are literally looking for reasons eh, not to give. I mean, able to take the one that is there. Eh, eh, all, that, all, that, all that money will be contributed since last time. What happened to it? I 
I'm in one group, and they, are, they, were, they were supposed to contribute some money for some things, right? And, uh, <laughs> and I don't know what happened. Suddenly, suddenly, I just woke up. I wanted to leave that group that day. I just said, I just kept hearing somebody's voice. I don't want to call them. So I just said, mm, let me just stay. I just saw about 100, um, you know, people are just literally killing your phone. <laughs> Somebody has started talking about that money. The money has said, stop being rude. Don't talk anyhow. How much? Is that day I gave a hundred thousand? I said, so all this thing is a hundred thousand naira you gave. And the group has raised about a million something, if I'm not mistaken. And you have come on. Look, eh? Look, be a man of faith. If they are giving to the things of God, look for reason to give. Amen. But that brother is eating it. It's between that brother and God. Mm. But you'll be amazed. That brother is not eating it. You'll be amazed. Do pastoral work a little bit. And let's see. I'm not talking about some of us that we are pastors. Okay, we are pastors, we are pastors by name. And that is it. Come into the administrative sector. Let's push you inside. Let's push money. I've told you a lot. I said, I want to even cast my hands off, off the offering of church and tithe. Let me be on my own. Let, let it be doing. <laughs> let it be happening. <laughs> when you enter your squad, you are, you, you are saying, ah, look at the people who are coming to give out money. Look at people coming to give out money. Ah, look at somebody who came and gave out testimony. You know how much you will give? You'll be telling like that. Then. Listen, listen. Right? Come there, that's why there. Half of your money, if not all of your own personal money, we're going to it for the project to be done. That's my own heart. All my money goes into it. Say amen. Let there be meat in the house of the Lord. You will always be growing up. You will always be growing up. You will not cover yourself and you are still cold. You will not eat and you are still hungry. You will not drink and you are still thirsty. You will not so much and bring in little. Say amen. amen. That's a good part to say amen. Paul, New Testament, Paul said that he that giveth sparingly. That's why I kept saying that. Eh, look at Malachi 3. It's not just talking about tithes. Talk about your offerings. The tithe is not even yours. I've shown you it. it's God's own. You will like argue with it. It's between you and God. Argue with it. But it's God's own. That's why he used the word in Malachi. Will a man rob God? But when, when this is a best phone. <laughs> okay, thank you. If a best phone, and I take it from a bear, and I refuse to give a bear, and he need to call his wife or do something. I have robbed him. It's his own. Amen. It's his own. A tenth of what comes to your hand is God's own. What, what, what make it God's own? The covenant you make with him, make it God's own. Half we rob, they say, in tithes and in offering. And Paul said, he that giveth sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that giveth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Then you will say, everyone as he proposed in his heart. So let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not reading again because time has run. I'm just quoting it. God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Say, God loves me. God loves me. Say it louder now. Say, God loves me. God loves me. Now, I tell you, that means you are a cheerful giver. <laughs> God loves me. He's not willing to do without a cheerful giver, Bible say. And he will not abandon a cheerful giver. I come back to what I was saying this morning. I really mean that, right? If you are in any group in church, they are giving uh, they are giving dues. 
Do it. Be cheerful in doing it. Let there be mute in the house of the Lord. Bishop Jack is eating all the money. Give it. Sorry, I'm using an example. Men of valor. Still give it. It's just 3,000 naira a month. Let him eat it. But you are a cheerful giver. God multiply your seed, son. Oh, a brother is getting married. Say, oh, this boy is getting married. Or this side is getting married. Let's do something. Don't complain. Do it. When it's your own time, you are getting married or doing something. You want somebody to do something for you. And finally, that, that attitude, that attitude, cheerful, that attitude is very important, right? And when you give, right, don't, some people say, I don't want to give my time, I don't want anybody to know. You think somebody will come and collect your money or what? Sorry, I, I, sorry I'm going to call it Pastor Bernstein. You see, one thing that, one thing that, like, does that, I don't, I can't fathom. Anytime they get a best job, you come and give me the whole paper to read. All the money is there. He has never hidden from me the money that comes into his hands. He trusts me. But if I, have I collected the money? <laughs> Amen. Uh, dishonestly. Have I ever robbed you? Have I ever disturbed you? Was that, hey, if they know this, how much I make, eh? Any smart they'll be looking up to me. Come out on your high horses, amen. So people make more money than you that you don't know. Say amen, I don't have pity. So people make more money that you don't know. You see that you don't, you, you not know. <laughs> I wonder, Papa and I were traveling, right? By the airport, we were just standing, and somebody passed. I did not even look at him. Very brief. The guy just passed. Is that the rev, rev, rev? Look, this is a dangote. I don't have to turn and say, Is that him? He just, I mean, he had folded and he just, Hey, is that him? You don't judge people. Right? Maybe you see somebody else and they don't have money. You are, you are, you are, you are smoking something terrible. Because you don't know. Have I, people have woke up to me. Right and so seed, right, and they have cleared my doubt. You understand what I say? Because you do you, you are feeling that they, maybe this person don't even have half of this money. And they walk up to me. And God said, eh, hey, can I have your account? I said, okay. Or maybe I want to give company. And they just you said, What? God, I never knew this guy has that money. God said, There are many things you don't know. Because you are just judging by the way you look at him, maybe by the way he dressed to church. There are not person who look at you, you think he has all the money. And his account is so negative. But if the brother tells you, sorry, I don't have money today, you are getting angry. You say, why you say you don't have money? I know you have money. Look at what you are wearing. Look at what, even what, even they, don't be moved by the look. But if I a pastor, put your eyes on God, not on any man. Put your eyes on God. Are you blessed this morning? I'm blessed. My time has finished, so tithes, amen. When you bring your tithes and you bring your seed, right? Stay and receive the prophetic declaration. How about that? Not that let me let me let me let, I don't want anybody to know. It doesn't if the person look when I travel and I with the, the head again, and I make sure I put the money in their hand. When I'm not allowed to, and hey, no problem, I will show this and I say, Lord, you know, it's, I'm giving him seat to the and I can receive because the protocol will not allow me to get to him. But then, if I can, all the time I was there, I just folded some $100 bills in my hand, and you waited, and you're just standing. You see, his people. Like Kenneth W. Hagen. You see, it's for other people. They will not trouble you, but they're just, you see them. They are, they are looking. <laughs> so, I just, look, I just sneak in. And I just, like we do in Nigeria police, amen. I just shake his hand. <laughs> I just shake his hand. Bogam. 
He felt, but he was stood by. He just held my hand. Yeah, I just, I just said, pray for me. After I finished praying for me, I said, can I snap with you, please? I want to do selfies. You collect my phone. Gave it to one of the security man. And one of the, he said, snap. Then I went and actually jumped into the picture. <laughs> 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 and I said, ah, this can't be done. You just jump into the picture. But I had, I had opportunity. I wanted to so sit to him, but have access to him, and I went and I gave it to him. Because I want that, I want that word he's speaking over me. But when Masama and Dominic were in Kenneco plan meeting, I didn't have access to meeting directly like that. So I pray my prayer and I drop it in the offering board and I say, This guy must lay hands on me. And God did it. Right? And he, he said that he's going to lay hands on everybody there. And I went and put him and I said, Right, and he lay hands on me. I wanted to hear those words he spoke. I wanted to, I wanted to feel that hand upon me. I believe in it. Impartation, one of our greatest assets. Amen. I believe in them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, sir.